What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. You know, I'm super excited. We have a guest join us from on the other side of the world, over the pond, as they say, from England. She is a published author. I love my authors and a qualified nutritional nutritional therapist, which I'm very passionate about and very much into health and wellness and all that great stuff. Please welcome Dawn Kukau. Did I say that correctly? Yes, Dawn Kukau, yes. Oh my goodness, I didn't even ask you before we started recording and I forgot that, but Dawn, thank you for joining us today. I know it's a little bit later for you in the day. I'm very excited to get into this incredible book, The Body Effect, um, Discover What's Triggering Your Cravings and Belly Fat. And so I did ask you a question before we started recording. Um, And actually, wait, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your background and then we'll get into the questions. (laughs) Okay. So thanks, Deanna. I'm really excited to be here. So as you said, I'm a nutritional therapist and I do have my own history with eating, but it wasn't my own history with eating that led me to study nutritional therapy. So maybe I'll start just by saying a bit about my own background in terms of my eating. Yeah, that's fine. Well, what you told me, so I asked you a question, like what motivated you to get into being a nutritional therapist? Can you start there? Because I think that's something that, you know, if there's women out there listening that may be having the same problem, if that even though it did not, is not what spurred you to do become a therapist, but it's something that, that is something they can relate to. You know what I mean? Okay. So what actually triggered me to go and study nutritional therapy was that I used to have really, really bad period pains. And the doctors didn't know what was causing them. And the next step was an exploratory operation. I was on prescription painkillers, but they were making no difference. And I I didn't want to do an exploratory operation. So I went to see a nutritional therapist, but to be honest, I wasn't really expecting a major difference to occur, but it was sort of something to try. So I went to see this nutritional therapist and she explained to me how the inflammatory mediators in my body were causing the period pains. And I made changes to my diet And within three months of that appointment, I never had period pains again. And so I was so blown away by the impact that changing my diet and taking some supplements had that I decided to go and study nutritional therapy. And how old were you when you you started that? When I started nutritional therapy? Yeah. Oh, I was, I'd been working in IT for many years. So when I went to go and study nutritional therapy, I was um, about 37, I think. Oh, okay. All right. So you, you were suffering for that long into your life? <laughs> yeah, no, for a really long time. When I first met my current partner, he thought he was going to have to call an ambulance the first period I had when we were together. I mean, it, sometimes it was really, really bad. Oh, you poor thing. Okay. Well, well can, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue. <laughs> that's fine. Well, that's basically how I got into studying nutritional therapy. And then whilst I was still in training clinic, I had a client come to me for weight loss. Okay. And she was this really, really lovely lady and really enthusiastic. And we worked together to put a, uh, for a plan for her. And she went away and four weeks later, she came back for a follow-up appointment. So I was so excited to see her because she was like one of my first clients ever. And she came back and she'd actually gained half a stone. And she hadn't been able to follow the plan that we put in place. Okay. But she had her own sort of ways of, of trying to avoid overeating. But by changing her diet, we'd removed those ways she had of doing it. And so she's ended up completely overeating and gained half a stone, about seven pounds. So I wasn't able to see her again after that because it was training clinic, but I was asking my tutors, what could I have done differently? You know, how could I have done this? And they didn't know. And I had a friend who was a psychotherapist at the time. And we now spoke to her and we actually, this is what ultimately led to years and years of research into what triggers cravings, what triggers that desire to overeat. 
And so I worked for many years on that and doing research and then working with a psychotherapist, we actually ran courses together. But then COVID came along and everything changed and everything had to be simplified. And people were so overloaded already that I completely restructured what I was doing. And I also realized that not everyone needed the um, psychological side. Some people do, some people don't. Sure. But in fact, when there's a when you have some kind of a psychological or let's say you're an emotional eater, there's also a biochemical component going on at the same time. So the the, the emotional side doesn't happen in isolation. So let's say you're you're eating because you're stressed. I have a quick question. Do yeah. people that emotionally do a majority based on your experience, do they know that they're emotional eaters or do you have to help them realize that they are? I think a lot of people realize a lot of people know that they're stressed or they're upset. So they're reaching for food. It's like self-medicating well, I mean, with food. It's, of, sorry? it's like self-medicating with food instead of like alcohol or drugs, you're medicating with food, you know, to make yourself feel better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then this is when I changed. I, so during COVID, I restructured everything and I made a very simple process um, that people could follow. And this is what the book is based on. So I have two courses and the first one helps you discover what's triggering your cravings, what's triggering your overeating, what's triggering your belly fat. And it's going to be different things for different people. Sure. So I mean, it might be hormonal, whether that's stress hormones or appetite regulation hormones or blood sugar imbalances, for example, or your female hormones. Or it might be because you're low in certain nutrients or it might be because your metabolism is slow for whatever reason. Or it might be because you've been exposed to a lot of chemicals in our environment that cause weight gain. And these are everyday chemicals like you find in plastics, for example. Sure, sure. Yeah. So there's all different things because then once you know what's behind you, why, how, why your body is blocking your weight loss, then you can do something about it. So then I run a, so that's the first part of my book, if you like. Okay. And I also have an online course that you can do in your own that takes about 90 minutes to, to discover that. You know, wow. So at the end of it, you know exactly what's triggering. You know, Is that a free course or do people have to pay it, for that? It, it's, that's by donation. Okay. So, so you can pay what you want for it. Um, and then part two of the book is based on my group course where each, in each chapter or each week, we make one step-by-step -step change that you tailor to your dietary requirements and the imbalances in your body. So you're using food therapeutically to get to the root causes of what's going on for you. Mm, that's good. Yeah, and, and of course, everyone's got different eating habits. You might be a vegan, you might be a meat eater, right. you, you might be gluten intolerant. So that you can't have one diet that works for everybody. There, there is no one size fits all. We're all unique, we're all different. Yeah, I agree. I So I'm very, I, I, I since I was young, I've been raised a certain way to take supplements, to eat well, you know, well-balanced meals. I've been a bodybuilder. I'm a, I'm a nutritionist myself. I've been a, you know, a personal trainer, a co life coach, all that stuff. Um, and I just really believe in, in lifestyle, like having a well-balanced lifestyle. So I don't believe in diets for me. I don't believe in diets. If I, so, you know, I'm with my fiance, you know, and I'm in my love bubble. We, you know, when you're in your love bubble, you eat a little bit more like comfort foods because you're just hanging out together and cuddling. And so, you know, probably over the last couple of years, I've had more pizzas than I normally would, but I always know how to regulate myself, you know, like the next day salad, you know, eating egg whites and just like, you know, 
good proteins and very low, you know, start, you know, veg, very low carbohydrates, starchy carbohydrates. So like for me, I, I think that once you can train your brain to have a, a balanced lifestyle, that's where things like start to fall into place for you. Do you help people figure that out or do you, do they still think it's a diet? No, absolutely. I'm totally with you. I don't believe in diets. I don't like the word diets and diets don't work because diets are, they're a short term thing we do to get a result. And actually they don't work long term for several reasons. You don't actually address the underlying imbalances that are causing the problems. You don't change your eating habits. You don't get more in touch with your body. So you eat the amount you need. Whereas it's more about finding a sustainable way of eating that's healthy and that works for you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. And so what, can you give us like a success story with one of your clients that, that maybe was very difficult in the beginning and that you kind of helped them work through some of their issues, something that maybe is relatable for anyone that's dealing with, you know, trying to get themselves in a, a great healthy lifestyle? Oh, yes. I mean, and I also tell lots of stories in the book. Um, but okay, so one person I, I've worked with, she, like many people, she'd been on diets on and off for many, many years. She also had, there was also a lot of emotional things around, around eating for her. And her husband didn't really want to be involved in, in helping her to, to stop her overeating. So I kind of said, well, why not? And yeah. She said, well, actually, it's my, my own fault, really, because what's happened, there's this big history, is that I will ask him to hide certain foods in the house. And then when he won't give them to me, I get really cross with him. So. <laughs> That's a little weird. <laughs> well, I think it's hard for people because they want to start something. But if they know that food is in the house, then it's, it's really, really hard for them not to eat it. I mean, some people can have loads of chocolate and loads of crisps in the house and have a small bit occasionally. Other people can't. When they have some, it triggers a lot of overeating. Yeah. Okay. So, so what I worked, and it was very hard for her not to have the foods in the house because she didn't live on her own. So what we started by doing, she said, well, I'll go to the fridge at lunchtime and my healthy food might be there, but I don't want it. The other food is more appealing. So I said, well, look, it doesn't, and I think this is really helpful for a lot of people. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. So why don't you start by having a small amount of the unhealthy food and a small amount of the healthy food and mixing and matching it? Now, for her, that worked. For somebody else, they might need something different. But for her, this work, it took, it, it took away that whole thing. I'm, I'm depriving myself. Yeah. She didn't have that anymore. Hmm. And, and so what she did over a period of time was gradually move the balance of what she was eating to healthier foods. And I think when the focus is just on weight loss, you set up this win-lose situation yeah. that for most people, ultimately, you will lose. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you focus on your health and well-being instead of on the weight loss, that's when you start setting up the conditions to actually lose the weight and the weight stays off. And you're improving your health in the process. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And so you've mentioned supplements earlier, how that helped with, you know, your bad period pains. Do you teach your clients about supplementation? Well, on the course, actually, we just look at um, at food because I always think food is the basis. Okay. For everything but if somebody does have an individual question then yes of course i can i can look yeah. at that with them support for label free podcast is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming now ladies you can use this too we're all inclusive here 
Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And now we're going to have the ladies too, because come on, ladies, let's be real. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code labelfree20 at manscaped.com. So thank you, Manscaped, for your support. And everybody is welcome to purchase with my code. I'm a big believer in it. I know some people don't believe in it, but I, I think that it does help. I mean, you know, like vitamin D3, I mean, through the whole, you know, the pandemic, that was something that they recommended. Take, make sure you get your vitamin C, your vitamin D3. Like these are essentials that everybody should be taking on a daily basis, no matter what you're doing or who you are. So, I mean, I got my, my fiance on a regimen, you know, he believes in them, but when he met me, he wasn't taking anything. Now he's got his morning pills and he's got his nighttime pills, you know, <laughs> and yeah. we make sure we eat. Last night we had pizza. I'm not going to lie, but usually we have like a protein, a vegetable, and our like our starch like a sweet potato or like a you know a regular potato or something like that so you know i i i believe in picking your battles you know so like hey you know if you're eating healthy throughout the week or throughout the day you know maybe 75 percent healthy and then maybe one meal you indulge that but we can do that you know because we work out we work out every day so it's like for us like that's not a big deal we can burn that do you talk to to your clients about like maybe like that kind of picking your battles. And like you said, she picked a little bit of the unhealthy and a little bit of the healthy. I mean, I think for everyone, it's about making it work for them. And I mean, for example, there's certain things like sugar. Some people want to cut out sugar completely. And you know what? That's absolutely fine if you can stick to it. But the problem is if you cut sugar out and that actually leads to not eating sugar and then overeating and binging on it and then restricting it, it's that cycle of binging on sugar, restriction and binging on sugar that leads it to become addictive. Yeah, yeah. So I think everyone's got to find a place that works for them. And I think this idea that we have to be perfect, people can't do that. I mean, no. perfection doesn't, I mean, what is perfect anyway? No. But when it comes to the way we eat, it's really difficult for people if they have that mindset. Or can I tell you a story about a documentary yeah. I saw? Absolutely, please share. In, in this documentary, they had two groups of people that wanted to lose weight. And um, these people were following the same diet. And then they gave each group a cake. And one group, they told this cake, they're identical cakes. And one group, they told this cake was low calorie and healthy. The other group, they didn't say anything. So the groups ate the cake. And what happened was the group that had the cake that had been told it was healthy and low calorie carried on eating healthy the rest of the day. But the other group decided they'd blown their diet. So they may as well go out and get fish and chips that evening. And the only difference was their perception of what they'd eaten. Yeah. Hmm. So I think this whole idea of making certain foods bad and you can't have any of it can lead to this. um, Well, I've I've blown it anyway. I'm going to eat a chocolate bar. I've blown it anyway. I'm going to eat five burgers or whatever it is. Yeah, I've been there. Like, but that's also, I think for me, you know, I've had a, like, it's, I'm hormonal. Right. And I'm like, oh, it's been a shitty day. So I'm just going to eat whatever. (laughs) whatever I want but then the next day so for you know I I don't know if I'm like such a great example for that but the next day I'm I'm able to regulate myself get back like eating my salads my vegetables and just you know because I think that it's okay to have a day like that you know oh you had a bad day that's fine but you can't have like like a daily occurrence of that every day you know that's just not good well what I do work with some people is is to find something healthier that still gives you what you feel you need in that moment oh yeah yeah. So, for example, let's say you're, I mean, one client of mine, she craved chocolate premenstrually, which I think a lot of people do. Yeah. So what she did is she went and bought some very dark chocolate that had less sugar in it, mm-hmm. and she melted it over some nuts and raisins. 
yeah. And she was able to eat smaller amounts of that. So she felt for her, the whole idea that she was doing something bad did trigger overeating for this particular person. But she found by doing this, she was able to eat smaller amounts of it. Good. And because sugar in itself can actually trigger you to want to overeat. Yeah. She found that she was actually helping to stabilize her body more. Yeah, that's good. And uh, a quick story. And then I want to ask you a question about your book. So when I used to compete for bodybuilding. I was in figure. I, I don't compete anymore. Actually, I was two weeks out before the pandemic hit to like hit the stage again. But, you know, when you do that, you cut out the sugar completely. And so I've competed for like 20 years, like on and off. And, you know, every couple of years, I just go through the process because it's a pretty it's a pretty selfish process and it's very rigorous and very, very strict. So every time you, you prep, if anybody's listening, you know, I know a lot of people out there that have competed, um, you have to cut out the sugar. And so not the last time I competed, but the time before I cut out the sugar strict, I was following my diet to a T, but when I was done competing that night, when I was done, I like gorged on sugar. I couldn't get enough of it. And I just felt like the next day, it was terrible. It was such a terrible thing. The next day I was like, I felt so bad. Like I just felt sick. So the time after that, when I competed, I actually started adding in, you know, the gummies, the vitamin gummies. Yeah. So instead of like, whenever I would crave something sugary, I would just eat one of the vitamin gummies, like for my hair, skin and nails, or like your vitamin C, just something like that would curb that that, that, that uh, craving. And I, don't, you know, at the end of my com- competition, um, cause I, I did several back to back after that in my competition that, that year, I did not crave that sugar like I did. And I didn't binge. I didn't overeat. It was like, that was such a healthy way to just to kind of get, get through that craving. Cause I couldn't really have sugar. It was like minuscule, like to cut two grams of sugar, big whoop do you do? I'm burning that, I'm burning that off when I'm sitting there. But you know what I mean? It was like a good supplement to to like help satisfy that need for something for sh- something sugary. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few different things you can do if you're you're craving sugar. And again, different things work for different people. But having some protein, a high protein food can really help. Okay. Or one of my clients found um, having cottage cheese with carrot sticks helps or something like a glass of milk, because even though it's not sweet, it contains lactose, which is a milk sugar and can can help. Oh, and um, another good one for sugar cravings is green vegetable membranes. Green vegetable membranes um, contain a substance that reduces sugar cravings. So you could have, say, um, if you want something sweet, you're craving sugar. You could try having a green smoothie sweetened with some fruit. I love so, that. There's a lot of different things you can do. And the other thing that I say to people is because so many people, when they're eating something that they think is bad for them, or whether it's sugar or something else, they don't pay attention. They shovel it down fast. Yeah. And do you know what? It doesn't have less calories. It doesn't imbalance your body any less if you eat it fast. And then you feel guilty about it afterwards. Whereas what I say to people is if you are going to eat that, whatever it is you're going to eat that you're telling yourself is really bad, sit down to the table, really focus on it notice the smell enjoy the taste and really enjoy it yeah and that you know give yourself permission to eat it and that way you'll let you're likely to eat less of it yeah and you're also less likely to feel bad afterwards and if you're someone that i mean it sounds like you're really good at this but for many people they feel bad they will then carry on eating badly yeah yeah no i'm i've i've it's a lifestyle for me. Like I, I believe in health. I want to live a long, healthy life. That's like what's yeah. my key, like key for me. So I love your book. 
I was reading it some more before we jumped on. And so it's very user-friendly for someone that might feel overwhelmed about dieting or not knowing where to turn or getting too much information out there. The way that you've broken it down is really great. Um, what do you have a favorite chapter in here that you, that maybe we can go to really quick? Oh, um, do you know, I like all the chapters, but I'm sure you do. (laughs) (laughs) One chapter that a number of people have told me it was really the key for them was, oh, I don't know the chapter number, but it's the one called why you crave carbs when you, when you diet or your mood is low. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it. When your mood is low, why you crave carbs? I see one that's for, here we go, 109. So I'm just going to go through this really quick because we're, we're, we're coming close on time. We're actually past it, but I'm loving our conversation. And I think it's so, it's so beneficial. Okay, so why you crave carbs when your diet or mood is low? So you guys, I'm loving her book. If you are someone that's out there, you know someone that might be struggling with, um, with you know, getting their, their lifestyle under control. Uh, Dawn really kind of breaks things down very easily in her book. And at the end, she actually adds a section where key things you have learned in this chapter. So even if you're just having a bad day, and you can't really focus, uh, you could just skip to the end of one of her chapters and just kind of get the highlights. So <clears throat> we're just going to pick a couple. Dying may cause your levels of serotonin and the feel-good chemical to drop. This can leave you depressed and craving carbs. That's just one highlight in the back of the, the back of that chapter, which I think is just awesome. I, I'm like, oh, I love this. This is, this is great for people that might, you know, if you kind of skip around to like if they, you know, if someone is doesn't have is time restraint and they, they like the chapter name and like that really um, uh, they align with that, go to the end of the chapter if you don't have a lot of time and just, you know, read, read the highlights. But um, where can people find this book, reach out to you, connect with you and just learn more about what you do? Okay, you can get the book on Amazon. Just type in The Body Effect into Amazon. You can find out more about me on my website, which is dawncookow.com. And that's got links to my book as well and to my courses. Or you can follow me on Instagram. And that's Dawn. Awesome. And I'm going to put all those links in the show notes, you guys. So don't hesitate to reach out to her. She's obviously just very knowledgeable and wanting to help people on their mission to live a healthy balanced lifestyle. So click one of those links, go check her out on Instagram, go grab her book on Amazon, support this wonderful woman right here doing great things in the world, helping people be healthy. Before we say goodbye, I always like to ask for any last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to share with the audience today before we say goodbye? I like to say that know that it is possible to change. So many people are in such a bad state around their relationship with food or around their feelings about their weight, but it is possible to do something about it. And it doesn't have to be such a struggle. When you bring your body into balance, then you do actually target the root causes. But it doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. But be kind to yourself during that process. You know, appreciate your body. It's actually doing the best it can. And the many of the reasons why it becomes, why you are craving food, for example, is actually your body trying to bring itself back into balance. Yeah. So you know appreciate what? your body and be kind to yourself. Your, your body is an amazing machine. I actually saw, I shared that I was, in, I competed. I actually had high cholesterol at a certain point and they wanted to put me on medication. I said, nope. I cleaned up my diet. I added more cardio to my routine and I don't 
I still to this day don't take any medication. So your body is incredible of, of is, it's possible to do incredible things. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. That's it. Don, thank you so much for being a guest. It was great talking to you. I could continue talking with you because I love talking about this stuff. Um, and I think it's just so important to, to educate people around their health and diet and all that and all that good stuff. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radalescu with Label Free Podcasts. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to comment, share, review, subscribe, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.